Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 436. And this week, we're going to be talking about what the heck Xbox is doing. Lots of rumors and stuff. Asterix. There are presentations happening during this week. So things will change. (laughs) But we'll see how much we know in advance. Do you know what the most popular Pokemon are right now? And also, shout out to some cool award shows that are coming up at the end of February. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm great. Yourself? I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hey, you know what? In the U.S., uh, it should be illegal for the Super Bowl to be on Sunday night. Like, <laughs> boo that. Like, why is it not Saturday? I don't uh, know. But I'm, and, I'm recovering. And go into overtime. That's right, yes. And everybody stayed up to see Taylor Swift come yes. onto the field. Yes. Of course. Yeah, you had you had to see you had to see the fairy tale ending, but yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get through some housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Ladies, what have you been up to this week? Catherine has new body decor. <laughs> I went for yet another tattoo. Someone's uh, addicted. Yes, uh, but I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm running out of projects, so I'm probably gonna slow the fuck down. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, she says yeah. that. She yeah, says yeah, that we'll, now. We'll yeah. Didn't she say she was going to wait on this one, Joelle? Don't you remember? She, she said she was going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I hate my words. Yes. Um, <laughs> but for those that don't follow me on Instagram or the things, uh, all the things I post, uh, I got a design on my forearm, some raspberries with a beautiful design that includes uh, flowers and a moon and some stars. And it's pretty sick. I love it. It goes well with uh, whatever else i got going on so it took a good five hours i want to say um your girl's skin is hard to tattoo um the the struggle is yeah uh the line work took for like a good two hours and the artist was like i feel like i'm going slow i'm like yeah yeah maybe i'm gonna start doing that when i book tattoo artists because you're the she's the second to tell me this um so mm. the color went much quicker but like i might need to touch up on the lines because she was struggling um it's like my uh up upper arm the mm-hmm. uh, blueberries and the sword i had to get done in two sessions and the artist was like usually i do this in three hours flat like what the fuck i was like mm. it's a me problem so skin of steel yeah yeah so I have <laughs> to, I'll put it next time I book a tattoo, but also in my head, I got to be like, because they charge by the hour. So all of these tattoos are a good, like $150, $200 more expensive for me because they take longer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, I got that done Saturday. Lovely artist. I loved her. Uh, already sent her a referral um, for a friend who wanted something in that botanical feel. Uh, love it. Uh, for people asking what's next, I think what's next is going to be to deal with some uh, varicose veins that I have on my thigh so I can get my leg, keep going on my leg where mm. I have the single lemons. Mm. They're starting to look mm. a bit... Uh, because when I got those lemons, my friend said, uh, oh, you should get cherries near. And I'm like, yeah, I've been thinking about that ever since. But went with the projects. Whoops. Hit the mic. Went on the projects on the arm instead. But uh, I'll see. Cool. Uh, so is it all on the one side of your body that you were doing it, Cat, Or is the lemons on the opposite leg? Yeah. Lemons on the right leg. And then okay. the left hand, the left arm. Left is, arm. Uh, Are yeah. you going for a full sleeve eventually? I think eventually I might get fillers, yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen people do like, you know, you get a sleeve really design and the whole like cohesive design. But I've seen people that just kind of like patchwork stuff. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. artists, they continue and they kind of like get to it. And even if they're like different artists. Yeah. Like sometimes you can get like, if like I could get the girl who did my forearm to like keep filling my forearm and maybe sort of start connecting up top with the other design I have by the other artist because um, mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of artists that, that do that or you get a flash you know like the pre-made designs um, that mm -hmm. they do mm -hmm. um, sometimes you can place it just somewhere and it lives there or if you want it like I, I've seen like she had flashes for Valentine's Day and when one of the her clients got one of the design and she got it like next to something else so the girl just kind of like adjusted the design a bit to kind of just nest in there. So that's cool. Mm. I've yeah. seen people that get like the patchwork that looks like the sticker look, which it mm -hmm. looks like if you just stuck stuff on your arm, which looks great. But I've seen people that just have like design that kind of like came together and kind of builds a sleeve. So mm -hmm. I think I might do that because I don't have the patience and the commitment to just get one person to do a sleeve. So. Mm -hmm. I'm going by vibes, but I do. Cool. I do also enjoy the right now. I enjoy the negative space mm. of just having like three big designs. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I'm gonna work on Man. that next. You make me so jealous. Like you're like, I got one. I was like, well, now I want one. Yeah. See, and my like, friend, I've been well, looking. My oh. friend did the same thing, and she's like, well, you can't get more tattoos than me. I'm like, we're yeah. both getting like one or two a year. Like we're keeping up with each other. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, and also, she does like she gets also like uh, black and white fine line work done, mm -hmm. so she can get a bigger surface done, um, in like a session. Mm -hmm. I do the full color so the recovery is a bit more because uh, mm -hmm. uh, more of the skin is like scarring so that's why yeah. I, that's why I like to do these medium pieces instead of like mm -hmm. a big sleeve because I like the color also I didn't know what I wanted from the get-go so and I, I'm I'm kind of like loving how the vision is coming together but they're still different but the same and mm -hmm. I don't know I, I think like there's a lot of stuff that she did with my forearm that I could go see this artist and keep building the forearm. I think yeah. it would be great. But right now I'm like, I'm satisfied. It's just, I've learned to let go what I 
Because I used to get paralyzed with choice, and that's why, like, I did the lemon, and then I didn't do stuff for a long time. Yeah. And for these, like, three pieces, it's been, like, I just need to get the fruit or the concept and this where I want it, mm-hmm. and then just let the artist do the rest. And I've been 100% 10 out of 10 satisfied mm-hmm. with finding the artist that does the stuff that yeah. specializes in what I want. Like, when I went to mm-hmm. Salem, like, she did a lot of swords, and I was, like... That's some good shit. Um, and then for, for this girl, I saw her ornamental as well as she did a design with actual raspberries that I really liked. I was like, you're going to be my raspberry girl. Um, so 100% like in sometimes it's just like following a bunch of them on Instagram and then mm-hmm. them announcing their bookings or them like looking at their flash to see the kind of designs they make and be like, oh, you know, yeah, I like that. But I would change it. Sometimes it gets you an idea. And, you know, sometimes you sit for a year and you're like, I don't know what I want. And sometimes, like mm-hmm. this year, I was like, I have two projects. They came into my head. Um, I'll see how and when I get that done. But, I mean, it's not it's not that deep. <laughs> I know it's permanent. But in the end, it's not that deep. If you worry too much about it, you'll never get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking. I love that dainty line art style. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about getting a, a tattoo for Bowie for a while now. And I really like that dainty line art style. And I've been seeing that stuff where, like, you can do, like, stars and, like, have things. Because like, I always say, like, he went to back up to the stardust in the sky. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, like, it'd be kind of cool to have, like, a lightning bolt and then some sort of, like, starry thing or whatever. I kind of know where I want it. I just got to find someone that I like and figure out what I want to do. But there are tons in Toronto, and I've, I'm following a whole bunch on TikTok now because you know how the, the yeah. algorithm works. You. You see one and then you see 50. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I really want to do that. I know Elise and I had planned for a tattoo at one point, too. So, yeah, we're just trying to figure it out. But it's also just finding the time to do it, right? Because so easy to just let it go. Be like, oh, I'll do that later. And then, like, six months go by. So, yeah. Yeah, it's honestly, like, it it takes – I usually do this in my times where I'm not that busy. I've been really busy lately, so I didn't think – but it's like once I have the project I was like anyway it's gonna take a while to book I might have to book for March I might even have to book for April nah the girl was like I'm free in two weeks I was like damn okay (laughs) I'll show up yeah that's the thing too you have intentions of doing at a certain time but if the artist isn't available you gotta work around the artist so sometimes it's just like well it's now or never (laughs) yeah I mean there is some flexibility it's just a lot of them book like three months like in two like in blocks of two to three months yeah uh so sometimes it's like when you show up at the end of their booking period you might end up like in april Mm. but then again like they always have like cancellations so they can contact you and be like oh i can move you up it's just like if you want something like a weekend obviously they fill up fast Mm -hmm. um i am Mm. not above taking an afternoon off to get tattooed um yeah i always have days off that i don't completely use so yeah Excellent. That's what I do. I'm glad you had a art-filled weekend. Mm-hmm. I did. And then I passed out on Sunday because after a full afternoon of pain, you are zunked out. Yeah, I would imagine you are. Joelle, what'd you do this week? Oh, it was a busy week. Um, went to a really nice dinner um, at like one of our favorite uh, restaurants, uh, Nolo's, uh, downtown the North Loop. Just like really good. Um like really solid like atmosphere and music and good food they have 
like one of the best like drinks. It's like a cucumber vodka drink. Ooh. And like those slip right down. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, had a nice dinner and then went out for drinks after um, at this great place uh, that I really love called the Norseman. And we had the best waiter. He was so great. Like they didn't have anything open for like the kitchen. They just do like kind of like small plates and like little like snacks as you're as you're drinking. They're a really good cocktail place. But mm-hmm. he was like, oh, well, we're out of everything. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what, like, I can I can scrum up. And, like, he leaves and he comes back with our drinks. And he's like, well, the kitchen the kitchen definitely didn't have anything. He's like, but I got you. He, like, pulls a bag of peanuts from his pocket. And he's just like, he's like, here you go. He's like, I found something. And he, he gave us pocket snacks. So, like, he, he like, found peanuts. And he's just like, here, I got you something. So he gave he gave us peanuts. And then, and then a few minutes later, he comes back. He's like, I found more things. And he gave us olives. And then, like, he went back, and he came back, he's like, I found more things, he got his pickles. So, like, he was just, <laughs> he just was diving around trying to find us anything that he could. Oh, my gosh. It was hilarious. I just, love like, magical snack man. He was. He was a magical peanuts man. for the road. <laughs> yeah, he was great. We're just like, well, we really appreciate it. So I did give him a big tip because he gave us pocket magical snacks. <laughs> And then, um, of course, the Super Bowl uh, was mm. yeah uh, uh, last night. My goodness, uh, for those um, who partake in American American football, and um, so like went into and uh, went over to a friend's place and had like lots of really good food. Um, mm-hmm. I just I couldn't believe it. We actually didn't have any dips or chips at this place, and I <gasps> I was like, wow, that was for me. Sacrilegious, yeah. Do they had... even football? <laughs> Do they I know. even? <laughs> I know. We had like fruit and um, like pretzel bites, uh, homemade egg rolls, homemade wings. There was wings. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. I made okay. I made like a really nice charcuterie board. Um, but yeah, I, I left. I was like, wow, no one had chips or dip. I was like, that feels weird, but it was a um, high end party. It mm. was apparently. We're adults all... now. Adults now. There's yeah. no uh, dip for dinner, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun, and um, the game uh, was the game was kind of boring for the most part until until the end, <laughs> yeah, until the end. Uh, and honestly, I didn't think the commercials were most of the part that for me the highlight was the halftime show. Man, at least you get the American commercials. They blocked them out here. I gotta go on YouTube afterwards and see them. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they they. <laughs> They make sure, like, and I, and I get it, I get why, but it's just still, it's part of the, it's part of the whole event, event is yeah. like the whole thing is you're watching football, you're watching these commercials, you don't know what's gonna come up next, you get to see the Super Bowl halftime show, like it's all part of it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and I, I thought the best thing was the uh, Matt Damon and uh, uh, what was the um. Oh crap! J Lo was in it, and then who she oh, married? Yeah, I the saw guy that that's one. always depressed. <laughs> uh, ben um, Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. I saw him dancing. Dunkin' Donuts. That one. That one yeah. I think was my was my favorite, and then close second was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That one was pretty funny. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch them all because, yeah, we only saw bits and pieces. And stuff came out early, too. 
Mm-hmm. Like I saw Creed was in a vi- in a in yes. a commercial with Patrick Stewart and Hey Arnold, and they like punted Hey Arnold or something. I was like, this is yep. weird. I need to it watch is. this on YouTube and not tiny on my phone in TikTok with the small little version, right? Because everything's in portrait mode. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of TikTok, my for uh, for you page been filled with like apparently Nickelodeon had their own football broadcast like hosted by Patrick the Star and SpongeBob SquarePants and you had Dora the Explorer explaining calls and explaining the game. Wow. So when, when the ref was like there's a penalty, like Dora would show up and be like, "Oh, this is happens." And she would do the sign, "This happens because of this." And like, "Where are we going?" And then the monkey shows up being like, "Back 5 yards because it's a penalty." And then they would pop down and I was just like, I wow. need, that's what I need to understand football. I need I that need, too. I yeah, only know I the like bare minimum. <laughs> like yeah, fo- football knowledge is dumb. Like get ball to other end, get points. That's <laughs> yeah. what I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a touchdown is, but when it happens, we're happy. Yeah. But yeah, no, they broadcasted the whole thing. The whole and they had the voice actors wow. like in suits and animated the thing. Like I'm like oh. Nickelodeon paid to have the broadcast rights to the Super Bowl. Smart. That smart. was smart. well, and they would eventually. There would be some times when um, they would show the plays and they would like Nickelodeon it up and they would like put little cartoon graphics yeah. like around the players. Like if they did certain things, like if they were running, they would give them like little like swooshes behind them. I and then, saw like, if, that, and I was like, why don't they do this all the time? This is great. I <laughs> so saw that. Maybe I should have watched the Nickelodeon thing, but I'm like, I'm like, I love this. this is I fun. thought someone had done that just for shits and giggles. I didn't realize no. it was tied no. to something. They yeah, had a the Nickelodeon partnership. Oh my god! Uh, and yeah. it's like, at what point? I I forget. Like they had like two other people on the side, just like random people, uh, or regular people, non cartoon, and they asked. SpongeBob and Patrick, how how they managed to write to to light a fire to do barbecue because they're underwater underwater. And Patrick <laughs> just turns around and goes, What's your point? <laughs> I was just like, that's the funniest shit I've seen. <laughs> just like, I gotta go watch this. It's like the the just like dumb as rock. Like, what's your point? Like, why are you questioning the cartoon world? <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. Oh my god. <sighs> hilarious anyway and they had like little car- spongebob and patrick wearing their little headset like announcers yeah like oh. yeah love that Cute. love that okay Cute. i was seeing weird stuff pop up i was like what is this and I, uh, okay now i'm gonna go back and watch it's it's an actual factual partnership anyway i it's the only year i cared about the super bowl and i only learned <laughs> after the fact that he Cartoons. did that i would have i would have watched it live mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. see them ad lib their entire yeah. coverage of the super yeah. It would have been Spongebob better than the announcers. Like, probably. I don't know, in my opinion, you know, they, they got to fill time. and But sometimes I'm just like, they say the dumbest crap. I'm like, well, okay. Do you well, think least... they did it like those VTubers do where it's like yeah. controlled? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. VTuber? Okay. Yeah, Patrick and Sonjaz were clearly uh, VTubers. But it's like you said, Joel, like sometimes they say the dumbest shit. At least it's mm-hmm. expected from Patrick Starr. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like... Yeah, I ended me... up watching the Super Bowl last night, too. Um, it was fun. It was long. Uh, we had friends long. over. Uh, but the day before, uh, Gibson graduated from his first uh, beginner training program for Yay! public school. Congrats. 
Congratulations. We did a uh, equivalent, I guess, would be like, uh, met, uh, what is it, musical chairs game. But instead, we were walking around with the dogs and they had to sit as fast as they could. Gibson will do anything for food. So <laughs> <laughs> he won. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. But outside of that, the week has been crazy i don't even want to go into it it's just wild between work work's just nuts but uh i'm excited to know how the fantasy critic is going because there were a few games that came out over last week so i'm gonna jump in here now podcast i'm still in first with 39.13 points joelle is in third second with 19.91 points and cat has zero points because none of our games has come out yet but one comes out this week mario versus yes. donkey kong remake um mm-hmm. where did i get points i got points on persona 3 reloaded they actually locked in that's what happened and tekken 8 Ooh, i had picked tekken 8 and it got a 90 holy crap yeah you're on yeah. a roll I'm on a roll. Yeah, yeah. These games are like, I, I think you're gonna be, year. you're gonna take it this year. I think. I, I, I did good. I did good in my package. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to the podcast or the community one. Um, Pat's in first with twenty two point three two points. Then Darth is in second twenty point zero four. I'm in third with nineteen point nine one, and. Jessica Starr is in fourth with 14.36. There's no other points on the board. Let's see who had Tekken in this group. Ooh. Hold on. So Zhang Pao's coming up, but he, their Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, it's not totally counted yet. It's still stuck at the thir- 82, so I guess the full game hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else? Little Gar- Guardsman. That was Jessica a, few, a little bit ago. Yeah, Pat had Persona 3 Reloaded and Grand Blue Fantasy Relink and Foam Stars. Oh, poor Pat. He lost eight points because <laughs> oh. it came in at 62. I'm sorry, Pat. Um, and then Tekken 8 is uh, is Darth. He had the uh, he had the 20 points from that. So yeah, that's where we stand. Um, exciting times. I like it how we... I feel like this year has started so, like faster than last year i don't know if there's just more more games released in the beginning yeah i think last year everybody was kind of like not wanting to release before the legend of zelda or legend of zelda so i feel there was like a few releases early in the year there was like the jedi game and then there was nothing until the legend of zelda true and then after that was diablo 4 and uh Baldur's Gate 3 so I think this year there's a lot of games that just kind of like waited for these games to do their thing and they're like let's just release yeah Q1 we did Horizon last year right 24 yeah. yeah and Hogwarts Forbidden. and, and Hogwarts, Hogwarts is true yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what's everybody playing Catherine Thirsty Suitor still going yeah it's going slow because I didn't have time to play much so I get that uh, I get that I should wrap. I think I'll wrap it up this uh, weekend. I don't have much going on this weekend. Cool. Joelle? Oh, Leah. In your honor, I had to try Foam Stars. And? And um, I think that the Metacritic results, you know, were fairly accurate. (laughs) 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 You know... And I'm, I'm not like a big uh, shooter person to begin with, right? So keep all that in mind. Like, you know, this isn't this isn't my cup of tea. This isn't my thing. 
But I will tell you, the tutorial, you know, and it was it was it's on PS Plus for free, right? So I didn't mm. have to I didn't have to put a dime down, you know, extra for it. So I thought, why the hell not? And um, I will say that the tutorial was fantastic. Like the the graphics were great, the colors, kind of like how they introduced the characters and how they get you through the basics, like are are phenomenal. And then I. I I kind of wish that more of the game was just the tutorial because uh, <laughs> like, I don't think I've wanted to ever just play more of a tutorial in my life because <laughs> they unleash you and it's, it, you know, and again, all my, all my opinion, like it, it just was a bit of a, it was a bit of a hot mess. Um, and so I think, I think there was a lot of great ideas um that could have really flourished into something fun um like some some great character uh beginnings of um like a storyline and um um avenues and places to play and like the, the the vegas theme like was fun and um you know they did a great job with the environment and even the music was great but just the gameplay was very strange and I understand that they were trying to rival Splatoon, but it it, it just kind of felt like you were in this horrible, like, paint fight, even though it wasn't paint, it's foam, but, like, there's no kind of where to go. At least, like, in Splatoon, there's levels, right? You have ways yeah. for your character to, like, go up or down or to hide or to, like, sneak around a corner you to do something. You swim in the paint. You swim mm-hmm. in the paint, Yeah. It, but with this, like, there wasn't really, it was just kind of an all free for all, like, open okay. up in the arena. And it was hard to, the the foam, <laughs> the foam graphics, like, are so big. So it's hard to see because in Splatoon, right, it, it plops on the ground and you can still see kind of what's going on. But with the foam, the foam, like, builds on itself. Mm. Um, and so it it makes it really difficult to see, like, what is happening um and if you get foamed your a teammate can come and hit you so you get like you get all the foam shaken off and you can keep playing but the the time it takes for that to happen is really quickly so i don't know if there's a mechanic in splatoon like where you can rescue um a a, a teammate in stress or in danger but like it, there was some things where the gameplay just felt like too fast, maybe for me, and just like not used to that. Cause, um, and it was kind of weird how you moved around on the phone. Like you would get on a uh, surfboard so you could go faster on the phone. But if you wanted to shoot, your character would get off the phone or get off the board. So you couldn't be going quicker and shooting. Like it, it had slowed you down. Um, to, to to get to get your gun out. I don't know. It was it was really uh and like the the way the gun mechanics worked and the physics of the gun like was I felt sometimes a little strange because they gave you like a line of sight and like an arc for your gun and for your specials, but that was really hard to gauge um of like where you were actually shooting. Uh so I played a few rounds with people online and I felt terrible because I was trash. I was like, sorry, <laughs> like, we're not going to do well. And then there was a story mode and I got into the story mode, but the objective like wasn't super clear. 
and there wasn't an easy way for me to tell if I was meeting the objective or like how much longer I had to do it for. Okay. So, so it was, it was kind of strange of like, how, like, how am I really like moving through the story mode to like get, get better. Cause they said like, if you want to just practice, like you can go through this mode, but uh, I found that to be a little tricky cause I, I would roll through it and I would meet the goals that they would set for me, but it wouldn't move me forward. I just kept on in that loop for a long time and I had to exit out and like go back in and I don't know it <laughs> it was <laughs> you you had the right call <laughs> it's funny it's funny because when I last year when we were in Mexico and they have like advertisements of all the activities and stuff and a lot of activities happen over in the like non-adult side like the point mm-hmm. of the adult side is that our adults only is more on the quieter side and whatever so they had a phone party so i was like to mike i was like we need to go figure out what this thing is so we go out and it's just like one cannon spitting off foam into a pool and i'm like okay so i had this mental picture of what i thought the foam stars was gonna be <laughs> It would be as underwhelming as the foam party. In as the foam party. Where I was like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. There's foam. It was more fun, like the animators and all that kind of stuff. Like they call it a foam party, but you don't go for the foam. You go for the animators making drunk, sunburnt, you know, people on vacation who are do stupid shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you go. Not for the foam. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I had a feeling. And it's just like the concept of it. In Vegas, yeah. at the foam and Splatoon, and I, I had an anticipation too that the the foam was going to be too big and in the way, right? Paint is yes. good because yeah, you can see it on the shoes and whatever else, but it stays down. Foam yeah. doesn't do that. That's the point. It's supposed to kind of engulf. So yeah, yeah. If if like they if they almost, I feel like they almost should have gone a different direction of like you i don't know yeah just like trying to do it i guess i can see why the arenas were so big because like the foam got in the way and i guess you didn't have that but i I, you know i thought that there could have been maybe creative ways like to get around that or to um you know just like try to foam up and block certain people or i i I, I don't know but it was uh (laughs) it was um i think that there are a lot of great great beginnings of some things uh, but just it it wasn't very fun. I just found it very odd. I'm like, this is just weird. Yeah. Like I'm not. This is just. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, A for effort. I, a for I, effort. I tried. I did try because it was uh, no money, no more money. Had there to, you uh, go. Like, just space, just space that I can free up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cost of my time, and then uh, still going through Prince of Persia. I, I'm really trying to like get get to wrap that up to finish that up um but i ran into a difficult boss and so i had to you know that took some time and you know the metroidvania games be metroidvania games and you got to go through all these different places to get to where you need to go and and etc but it's still it's still it's still so much fun like i'm having a really great time with the game like i'm really glad i'm playing it and i think i want to play it to completion because i know i probably won't like go back to it so i really want to try to to finish it up but it, it is it is very fun some of the boss fights are re- are very cool very cool boss fights so nice uh i'm still playing pal world with the time that i had to play games last week um i was watching a bunch of youtube videos and people like you know as you do 
10 tips you didn't know or the game didn't teach you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just because that's how I end up consuming a lot of video game content when I'm too tired to actually hold a controller. Uh, there are server settings that you can change at any time. So you change difficulty and you can tweak it exactly as you want. You can make your XP go faster, go slower. You can make it so that when you die, you don't lose all your items um, or only lose bits and pieces. You can do, yeah, there's accessible, I guess you can kind of call them accessibility things. There's spawn things, how much you want pals to spawn. Now, mind you, there's a big warning on it saying the more pals to spawn, the more, you know, resources and, and issues you're console or pc may have um but yeah i was playing around with that a lot because i was like curious to see like what things would do and then as i was going through um and poking around and looking and trying because i'm doing the thing where i'm trying to catch 10 of every single pal because you know that's what we do we try and catch them all right um i came across what was a giant sparkling version of a chicky pea which is like a chicken but it was like four times the size and i was like this has to be important so i caught it apparently it's called a lucky that's their version of like a shiny and instead of them just being a color change they're like huge (laughs) comparatively so i went and looked it up uh because i was like what is this um so Pal World's Lucky Pals, also referred to as Shiny Pals, are quite rare. To encounter one in the wild, you need to be, well, lucky. If you do spot one, it's important to catch it, as Lucky Pals have better stats compared to normal pals. Um, and then, yeah. So, uh, every Lucky Pal has every lucky pal has the Lucky Passive Skill, which gives them a, 15 plus, uh, a 15% plus attack power and 15 plus work speed. So, yeah, he's a good one for me to, like, put in my base to you know, get eggs and, you know, have more food sources. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I was like, what is this? And I was kind of curious whether or not they actually had any sort of shiny system in the game. And I'm kind of glad they do. It gives you another reason to like go around mm. and to not make it so bloody hard to figure out which one's which. Cause seriously, I've seen some videos of some of the ones in, in Pokemon, especially Scarlet and Violet, where it's like how, how would you know? And like Austin John plays had to go and make like use like color changing accessibility uh, uh, settings to make it easier to see them. And I'm like, wow, like that's just making it too hard. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, yeah, no, I thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm still playing that game because it's cute. And and I it's exactly what I want in a Pokemon game that is not actually Pokemon. <laughs> All right, ladies, you ready to take a walk down memory card lane? Yep. Yes. All right. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We'll start with its release date, and then I'll give hints about the game for the team to attempt to guess what it is. As always, talk it out, ladies. Discuss. All right. This game released on February 21st of 1993. Oh. 1993. Oh, yes, shit. ma'am. Okay. Uh, February. Uh, so this um, is like NES, Super yeah. NES. Yep. Original Sega, Sega Genesis. Original Sega. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a stab and say 
Sonic the Hedgehog. No. All right, well. Next hit? Sure. Yeah. It released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, I should have waited. Okay. <laughs> There's no penalties, right? Yeah. yeah. Might it, as well take a wild stab. Is it Mario know. Kart? Nope. Oh, we're going to do all the Marios. Is it, uh, what I know. I was like, I'm like, can, can we Super ask Mario, Mario World is the one on that one? Da, 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 da. Yeah, Super Mario World. It's not Super Mario World. Is it a Super Mario game? Is it a Mario game? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want your next your next clue? Yeah. It's an arcade style rail shooter. Rail shooter. Oh, like you're on something and you gotta shoot. Yes. Star Fox. <laughs> Catherine, you're too good at this. Yes, it is. Oh, Star she Fox. got it. Star Fox. Good job. That was in the. That was in my in my list to guess. Excellent. I love it. I'm like so. Like you're in a. You're in a rail and you got to shoot, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, a rail shooter. Like, I, I help the help form. It helps. Yeah, I, I've never heard that expression, a rail shooter, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about Star Fox, especially the original one, that is exactly what it is. You are legitimately on rails. Um, the other clues that I had included, this series is known for its use of polygonal graphics, which is was groundbreaking for its time. Yes, we know that. First game to ever use the Super FX chip, which enabled a the first hardware-accelerated 3D gaming experience on a home console. And I figured at that point Ooh. you would have it. Yeah. Um, gameplay involved navigating around the Lilat planetary system. The follow-up game, number two, was developed in 1996, but wasn't released until 2017 when it was included in the Super NES Classic Edition. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The characters from this game have made appearances in other Nintendo games, such as Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Several boss battles from the game are included as mini games in the Wii U game WarioWare Smooth Moves. Wow, really? that is a true nugget. Yeah. I... Here's an even bigger nugget that I didn't know until I started looking this game up. Because of the popularity of the series... Google introduced an Easter egg in its search bar in the game's honor. Type do a barrel roll into Google search and see what happens. Wow. Cat's doing it live. I know I can tell. I can't right now. Hey, Google, do a barrel roll. (laughs) (laughs) Cat's laughing (laughs) as the screen spins on her. Yep. You'll watch the Google results spin around 360 oh, degrees. It grabbed on my phone as well. So uh, uh, on the computer, it just took the search, the results of the spin. And on my phone, it it um, it um used emojis. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> so it, it did like the shuffle emoji and then a, the puff of hair. Nice. She said nailed it. So yeah, Star Fox, released February 27th, 21st, 1993. That was a good pick. Yeah, I figured you guys Oh, on my, on my, uh, on my, uh, iPhone, it did a, the whole, the whole screen did a roll. Oh, did it? Nice. Mm-hmm. It's that's kind of cool. funny that that stuff, like, like that's, yeah. think about it, 1993. Yeah. That's 31 years ago, we're still oh, keeping man. that meme going. God. <laughs> did yeah. I math that right? 
2003, 2003, 2003. Yeah, 31 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder if there's something that can be done if we do the Konami code in Google. I'm sure. I think it, there is. There's a lot of those kind of like secret things you can do in Google. Listen, the nerds grew up to get these jobs and they're putting all the yes. Easter eggs of their favorite video games everywhere. Yeah, we and applaud I'm them. here yeah. for it. Yes, we we're eating it. it up. Thank you. Ladies, I think it's time to get into some news. You ready to do that? Yep. Let's go. It's time to talk news. And first, we've got like a slew of different like conversation points slash rumors slash there's going to be events all surrounding Xbox and what it plans on doing with its business in the foreseeable future. (laughs) Catherine, you brought the first bit of this to the table. (laughs) And then I feel like it just kept growing. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, there were rumors, apparently on an industry newsletter called on Substack, that Xbox allegedly held an internal company town hall, during which, uh, like, Phil Spencer clarified that Xboxes would be continued part of the strategy along other devices. So, now the rumor mills are like, okay, so still making Xbox along other devices? Like, what kind of devices... And things like that, but TLDR, Phil Spencer was like, yeah, we're still making Xboxes. Uh, But also it was reported that Microsoft was considering bringing first-party titles such as Starfield and Indiana Jones to other consoles. Um, Because I think having Starfield just on Xbox and PC kind of... Didn't give them the the wow and the big release that they wanted uh, mm-hmm. compared to like when it was Bethesda was independent and they did it as well on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game was still pretty much buggy and a bit unstable at first in true Bethesda fashion. <laughs> anyway, um, so in response, like Spencer said on social media that there was a business update that was planned for this week during in which the vision of the future of Xbox would be shared. And since then, the rumor mill has just been going. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we're going to like what they're going to talk about on Thursday, 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 yeah. Thursday. Yeah. That's why I yeah. said at the beginning of the show, like we might do our speculation. It'll be hot and topical for all of five or six hours and then this briefing will happen (laughs) and it'll be mute point anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so um i i think they're gonna talk about like uh basically i think it's gonna be a lot of about the ecosystem Mm. i think they're gonna chat about like forget rumors about the next xbox about a handheld xbox console things i think they're gonna the big thing for us is gonna be like the content strategy with Game Pass and getting games on PlayStation other than just like, yeah, we'll keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Um, because I, 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 I feel like Starfield was not on PlayStation, not because of business and exclusive. I think it was just a matter of getting the fucking game out, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Well, I also think the old way of thinking, if you're going to pay all this money... For a company, you want to try and reap all the rewards as much as possible in what you have. Yeah. But what I think Xbox is starting to realize is diversifying stuff might be the better way to go. 
and having access like having a hundred percent of nothing is nothing right but yeah. even if they get 50 mm-hmm. percent, then at least it's something you know what i yeah. mean and they've got to make mm-hmm. back their money somehow so yes in certain places yeah. they're probably yeah. going to make more money than others but i don't i don't understand why people are mad if they want to do that is it because they want to keep their stuff to themselves and they want to have exclusives and all that kind of stuff but wouldn't it be better if more people got to play it because there's more places to play it and easier ways to get to play it yeah yeah because like honestly i think to playstation's detriment i think long term the fact that playstation has so many exclusive is what's gonna hurt them yes and i think in the mean yeah in the meantime it's it's looking their numbers are looking better right they're their sales are better um, than Xbox, but I do. I think you're right, Kat. I think right now it's looking that way, but because Microsoft is just pushing, you know, the availability to share and the, the Game Pass and the accessibility and all these things, I think that um, it is going to tighten the squeeze on on PlayStation a bit. Um, but I, I just think, I, yeah, I, I do hope it's a bit of that ecosystem and, like, where Xbox is going. Because it's like, where where are you going? Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very curious because I can't quite seem to, you know, it, it, like, get a sense of what is happening. Especially maybe just since after the acquisition. So I think this is a smart move for them to sort of set the runway and, like, set the set the path forward of, like, here's what you can expect, like, of us going forward and... And given like who's on the who's going to be on the announcement and on the podcast um, on Thursday, like um, this like seems like a good business move. It's yeah. interesting that they're going to be using their podcast as the way to bring this message out. Usually, it'd be like, oh, it's YouTube, Twitch, whatever, right? But they're specifically yeah. saying the official Xbox podcast. Like, mm-hmm. that's impressive to to do something, you know, like to to put that much value into the podcast, which is great. Is this um, a new thing, the podcast? No, it's been around for a while. Major Nelson used to do it. Um, okay. I guess it's kind of getting new. He he recently have moved has left and moved on to other things. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because they I guess trying to figure out what they're doing with it now. But I think it's a prime opportunity to have those more long form conversations if people want to dig deeper and understand more, um, if they're willing to share. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I I kind of want to be. I'd be curious to see the nitty gritty of like, <clears throat> you know, like business and Game Pass and like being tied to the console cycle, mm. like uh, Nintendo and PlayStation are. Um, what does that mean? Because for a long time, Phil Spencer has been saying that they wanna they wanna break away. They're not gonna stop making consoles, but they don't want it to be like so tied to this cycle and the hardware sale. Because yeah. they're not winning. Exactly. If they were winning, they would have a whole other thing, but they're not. They're not they winning. Ha- they just spent a shit ton of money on acquiring a company they want to make their money back. Yeah, but it's, at the same time, that's the kind of thing that breathes, like, innovation, right? Totally. And we're not going to see it oh, from yeah. PlayStation and, or, no. or Nintendo because they're comfortable with what they're doing. What they're doing works for them. Yeah. Uh, but I think in you can see the, the cracks, a bit in the foundation with like PlayStation putting their exclusive on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're seeing like, 
they're not going to get that that audience just with console sale. Also, for the longest time, it was hard to get a fucking console. Uh-huh. And it's just like I I'm over I'm over my games. Like I I get that like with uh online stuff, you know, like people can remove the games and they're gone forever if they close the store. But at the same time, it's like my games are tied to a piece of plastic as mm-hmm. well. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have the box that runs the game, I can't play yeah. the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm 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 getting over that as well a bit. So um I'm expecting Thursday to be a lot about the future of Xbox Cloud and all that jazz because um, I think also PlayStation started to do great strides towards that, uh, seeing that there is a market of gamers that kind of don't aren't are over like buying physical games and having a disc break on them and things like that. Like if you're a physical game type of gamer, good on you. Like everybody's a different type of gamer. Mm. I'm definitely the access kind of gamer mm-hmm. i like to have mm-hmm. access to stuff with you there uh, yeah 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 i i don't mind having this subscription like i i would honestly get rid of my playstation plus subscription but I, if i get rid of it i don't have the storage the cloud storage and i want to keep it but that's the only reason i'm keeping it i'm not keeping it to get the games like i'm i'm only keeping it for that accessibility for storage and like crossplay. Um, and like, I can't play Diablo unless you have that kind of account. So like, oh, yeah. that's the reason I'm keeping it. But the Xbox PC game pass, like that one, like, I don't want to get rid of that one. Like that one is highly valuable to me, especially since I have a handheld computer in my ally, Yeah, you know, like that is huge. So I, like, I really appreciate Xbox is really, you know, kind of in the wild frontier and like really pushing pushing forward into what this you know what gaming is going to look like in the next like you know five to seven years it's going to be really interesting truth uh and of course with that rumor mills coming around and we were talking about this a bit last week we're like when's the next nintendo direct yeah um stealth 40k on twitter uh who's you know fairly reputable in knowing some stuff or having some leaks said a Nintendo direct is rumored to be scheduled for February 15th. If it's a regular Nintendo direct, it'll be announced on Wednesday. If it's a partner direct, maybe it's shadow dropped on Thursday, which then Tom Warren quote tweeted who's from, he's from the verge. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Senior editor at the verge. Microsoft's Xbox business update is on the same day as a rumored Nintendo direct. Interesting. So yeah, very interesting indeed. And I wanted to follow up after kind of like reading through this stuff. And obviously hot topic is the whole acquisition and stuff. Um, Jason Trier has a new book coming out in, uh, in October. It's uh, October 8th. It's coming out. It's called play nice, the rise, fall and future of blizzard entertainment. That's amazing. Yeah. It chronicles the 33-year history. It's based on interviews with 350-plus people and tells the story of how two UCLA students built a video game empire from the rise of World of Warcraft to the Activision takeover to a sexual misconduct scandal and eventually a $69 billion acquisition. Um, I enjoyed Jason's book. He's been writing for Kotaku and now uh, Bloomberg uh, when it comes to video games for a while. Uh, And he's published... Two other books, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which I finished. 
press reset I still am in the middle of. I uh, haven't had a chance to finish it. Uh, but yeah, he's, you know, digging into the stories around these games and stuff. So it's it's great to know and to have something because that's what we need now. I feel like Bl- uh, Blizzard in particular has gone through so much over 33 years. You The only way to consume it is if you have a full grounded explanation mm-hmm. in the form of a proper book because that's, yep. that's where we are right now. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, uh, on October 8th and he's got mm-hmm. like, he's got pre-orders and stuff up on his website and all of that jazz. But, uh, but yeah, if you're into reading stories about, you know, how games are made, definitely go check out Jason Schreier's books. Yeah. Jason Schreier, this will age me, but like, thank God he's like the 60 minutes of journalism that we need, like in the video game industry. Just like, I just feel like he takes the time to like really dive in and like, he knows so much, like, like he's just he's great like his books are great like i'm really looking forward to this i'm sure i'll pre-order it yeah and i know it's coming out first as physical and everything they're gonna do an audiobook later um so i also wouldn't mind listening to it i think that'd be kind of nice changing topics all right do you guys know or do you guys have an idea what the most popular Pokemon are now since Scarlet and Violet have come out? So back when the, you know, the, the game, the two, the dual games came out in 2022 and then December and over course last year, we got a bunch of different uh, uh, DLC, including the Indigo disc, which came out in December. Um, the Pokedex has grown in Scarlet and Violet to be a thousand Pokemon. God damn. There, there are a thousand twenty-five total distinct species right now. If you count them, like, oh my if you don't count like variants and all that kind of stuff, like for different regions, right? So this Japanese website called Game With held a poll. They managed to get one hundred and fifty-two thousand seven hundred respondents to try and figure out what the top a hundred Pokemon are. Based oh. on now that we've done Scarlet and Violet. And the responses are super surprising. Hmm. What do you think were the top Pokemon? I I thought it was like a lot of first gen. But I'm wrong. Yeah. Got any ideas? Did you guys go in and look at the list? I got the, I looked at the list. You looked I just did. List. But like, you know, you're asking a... If you're asking a non-Pokemon player, you know, I'm going to go with your your yeah. uh, Pikachu, your Charizard, your, you know, Mewtwo, yeah. like, that's all, that's all I got for you. <laughs> but what, one, of, one of mine was, like, um, some form of Eevee evolution. Yeah. Uh, there's one in there, so I was right. I thought Gengar, Gengar somewhere in the list, I was right. But I was also, like, on the Blastoise slash... Charizard train, you know, whatever the final Bulbasaur is called, I forgot. Uh, I thought they all be on there, but man, it's, no first gen starters on there. Well, yeah, and that is surprising. So, to give some context for those who were like, Pikachu, Pikachu didn't even make the top 20, he's number no. 38. Well, Yet. to be fair, he's got a yeah. big role in the games, uh, in the show. But in the yes. actual game, in the games, he's not a great yeah. Pokemon. While Mimikyu 
is number seven. And that's the one that's like a ghost type that looks like Pikachu, but isn't. His head's kind of to the side because his face is actually his body. <laughs> He's number seven. <laughs> the only first gen Pokemon in the top ten is Gengar at number nine. Out of all 100, Evolutions. okay? Most of them are in there. Jolteon didn't make the cut. Flareon is number 93. Vaporeon is number 77. Leafeon is 59. Espeon is 40. Eevee itself is 31. Galeseon is 15. Umbreon is 12. And Sylveon is 4. So, like, think, you have a thousand Pokemon plus, and most of the Eeveelutions made the cut into the top 100. Mm -hmm. That goes to show how popular those are, which makes you think, why don't they do more? It might be because Mm -hmm. of Let's Go Eevee as well, or... Maybe, I don't know, but it just feels like that's something, like, to keep going on the whole Eeveelution train, right? Um. The one thing that's crazy, though, is the popularity of cats as Meowscarada is the top, is the number one, followed by Fuecoco, Fuecoco, if I'm pronouncing it right, the like uh, 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 alligator slash crocodile starter from the game. And Chandelier is number three. That is a ghost chandelier chandelier character. So if you go on, you can get to see more of them. I'm sure Kat will put the link. So Game Rant just did the top 20 and put it in there. But the link that I have further on in the the show notes um, goes to the Japanese article where you get to see all of them. Obviously, the article's in Japanese. But like, if you know your Pokemon, you know, and you can scroll through and see all of them in there. You'll be surprised how many, you know, non- starting gen ones there are in here and then what are um i was fascinated to see that these were the most popular ones and ones that i didn't think you know the top ones like tinkaton is in there which i kind of anticipated that was a very popular pokemon when this game came out um yeah so fascinating fascinating to see how things have changed because anytime someone's like name a pokemon i go through the normal 151 yeah, like Charizard is number twenty three. Yeah. yeah, my poor, my poor boy. Yeah, like where's my favorite? Where's Squirtle? Pikachu's thirty eight. Get the fuck out, Pikachu. Nobody likes you. Mine's on the <laughs> Dragonair. It's not in the list. Oh well, but yeah, that seems that like a new a new generation has definitely entered the chat with Pokemon. Yeah, it's like, oh learn. no, like I can't relate anymore. Well, but it's. <laughs> They're still making beautiful, designed, really cool, yeah. you know, lovable oh, Pokemons yeah. that, you know, are great. You know, there's still there's so many options out there. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we were talking about, like, tattoos and whatnot. Like, I've I've been playing with the idea of getting a, a squirrel tattoo because it was my first ever starter. But now I'm like, am I going to be out of touch? Never. <laughs> with the kids? Never out of touch, Catherine. Never. At least Psyduck is number 73. <laughs> he broke the top hundred. <laughs> he did. Right, Snorlax is there. Let's see what other starters. Ditto. Is, was Ditto a starter? No, no. Ditto, no. Psyduck, and Snorlax were not starters, but they were okay. in the original 150. But Ditto Slowpoke. is very important to do your yeah. breeding to get your shinies. I like my Ditto shirt that I have that I got from uh, from uh, Uniqlo that time that says "Be anything, be yourself." <laughs> 
All right, last thing I got on the list today to talk about is a shout out the Spawnies, Khalif Adams' uh, brainchild to celebrate folks making games that fit in different realms when it comes to bringing uh, people of color uh, to the forefront. The Spawnies are taking place on February 29th. It's going to be broadcasted at 6 p.m. PST on Twitch and IGN. Nice. Congratulations to them. Congrats, yes. Uh, So you can go check out on the Spawnies website. They have the list of all of the different uh, categories and all the nominations right now. And what's interesting, too, is that it's similar to a lot of the stuff we saw at the end of the year, but maybe some of the ones that got, like, not part of the game awards, like, weren't seen as much, uh, are definitely in here. Uh, Like, Starfield is actually nominated for Game of the Year, uh, along with the three that we anticipate, Alan Wake 2, Baller's Gate 3, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Yeah, there's lots of stuff in here, so uh, go through, watch, support. What Khalif does with this show is phenomenal. Um, Yeah, and I just wanted to let everybody know what it was happening this year. I, I love the images that they made for every category. Oh, yeah, they're the best. Honestly. Yeah, they're, and it, it's a fun show to watch. Like, I'm going to tune in. I tuned in last year. Like, it's it's great. So I can't, I'm so excited this is a thing and glad that IGN is going to have it. Like, wonderful. Definitely. All right. Well, folks, I think that pretty much concludes this week's episode. As always, if you enjoy the content we've been speaking of, go to girlsonegames.ca and check out the show notes that Catherine puts together for us each and every week. You can check out all the stories that we've mentioned. You know, go click on the Spawnies, read about that, follow Khalif, follow Spawn on me and all that jazz. If you have the power to rate and review this podcast on a podcasting platform where you're consuming it, it'd be much appreciated if you could do so. Why? That helps us with discovery, pushes us up in the rankings, and uh, more people can check out our show. Uh, If you leave comments, we read them, and they help us build our show. So much appreciated. This is the time of the podcast where I give the crew the chance to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them anywhere and everywhere online. Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-E-S-B-I-N-S on Instagram, X, Blue Sky, Threads. Uh, But I'm mostly posting in the Girls on Games Discord. I like to repost memes in there. Fabulous. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87, on X at Gamer underscore Comfy, but uh, always posting on the Girls on Games Discord. The uh, spread for food for the football games was very inspiring. They all looked delicious. I was slightly jealous. Uh, so, yeah, come and say hello. Excellent. And I'm Leah Jewer on most social media platforms. But, of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. I mean X and Facebook. Girls on me, uh, Girls on Games on Instagram and threads. No thought in there. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely conversation and more. But, of course, if you can... If you want to find anything at all, we can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. And uh, I'm excited to play more Pal World and hopefully find more lucky pals because they're huge and cute. Bye, everybody. Have an excellent week. Bye. Bye.